Hello, everyone. Justin Vakul here. You're listening to the Stoic Philosophy Podcast, Practical Wisdom for Everyday Life. Today's episode is titled Scorning Popular Approval. Visit my website at justinvakula.com, where you can find links to my social media portals and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review. I really appreciate your support and feedback, which helps me grow my audience and keeps this project going. How much importance do you place on others' perceptions? Might you make substantial changes in your life to please others and or blend in? There can be significant costs in doing so, including a trade-off of time, money, resources, effort, worry, and hiding your true self. Maybe also not being congruent with your, shall we say, authentic self or your values. What might we sacrifice in order to win the favor of others, ultimately please everyone? In today's age of social media, online dating, hookup culture, and strong cultural influences prompting people to live a certain way or fit a certain mold, people can jump through considerable hoops to play a part, and even then still find their efforts to be futile as social competitions end in various degrees of loss, or people find themselves with a crowd of people whose favors they really did not want. Be careful of what you wish for. Stoic writers talk of reputation as an indifferent, something not necessary for one to live a fulfilled life, and often cast reputation, especially the toils one chooses to go through, as being a significant hindrance to a fulfilled life. While we may make efforts to influence others' perceptions of us and present to the world in a certain way, others' thoughts are largely outside of our control. People may dislike us for multitudes of reasons, and will never be able to please everyone, especially people whose values are different than ours, people who are impulsive, and people who are just never satisfied, perhaps always wanting more from us, for us to fit every want and demand, but this is quite an unrealistic expectation. Instead of focusing our efforts on winning the favor of others, we can think about how we want our lives to look like, reflect on our values, and work toward attaining a life worth living. Others may be impressed by the way we conduct ourselves, and some will not. We can accept that not all people will think highly of us and be more content with a smaller group of trusted friends and acquaintances who value us, rather than, what, winning the favor of others and being inauthentic or putting on a show. Maybe we should have some concern about others' opinions of us, especially if we're playing certain roles in the workplace. The salesperson or drink server, for instance, might take time to focus on appearance and seek to impress others with style, and for good reason, since profit margins might increase as a result of presentation. We can adopt an attitude of moderation here, as is commonly the case with Stoic philosophy, not to live in squalor and be totally unconcerned about others or society, but to play a role when it is called for, perhaps for personal gain in some cases, as long as we aren't harming others or significantly compromising our values. Maybe, too, we will behave differently around trusted friends, not disclose certain personal information to strangers, and compartmentalize ourselves based on situations adopting the virtue of prudence. Maybe there are arguments for fitting in to a certain extent, biting our tongue, and even tolerating others who are different than us, who hold different values. We'll make some concessions, and for good reasons, depending on the circumstance. With that introduction, let's look to ancient texts for thoughts on reputation and scorning popular approval. In Book 3 of his Meditations, Marcus Aurelius offers his thoughts on being concerned with external approval. Do not waste the remainder of your life in thoughts about others when you do not refer your thoughts to some object of common utility, for you use the opportunity of doing something else when you have thoughts as these. Here, he calls attention to the fact that being so concerned about others' opinions of us comes at a cost, 
we can instead be focused on other things, be more productive, and we can lose sight of a fulfilled life, be led astray and find ourselves concerned with that which we should not. He continues, A man should only value the opinion of those who openly live according to nature, but as to those who do not, he always bears in mind what kind of men they are both at home and from home, both by night and by day, what they are, and with what men they live an impure life. Accordingly, he does not value at all the praise that comes from such men, since they are not even satisfied with themselves. Marcus calls on us to disregard the opinions of those who, as he says, live an impure life, those who do not aspire to live an upright, virtuous life we aim to live, a life content with ourselves and our values oriented toward the good life. We ought to scorn, too, those who do not practice what they preach, and those who wish to cultivate a persona, deceiving others for ill gain, We can be selective in the approval and the opinions we value, not being concerned with that of the masses, not valuing at all the praise of the impure, as Marcus notes. In the same book of his meditations, Marcus encourages us not to, as we may say today, sell out, and encourages us instead to have right focuses. He writes, Never value anything as profitable that compels you to break your promise, to lose your self-respect, to act the hypocrite. In trying to gain the favor of others, especially those whose values are drastically different than ours, we may have to compromise our character. What a terrible trade. In Book 4, Marcus advises us to prioritize our self-opinion and self-worth over others' perceptions. He writes, How much trouble he avoids, who does not look to see what his neighbor says or does or thinks, but only to what he does himself, that it may be just and pure. Look not round at the depraved moral of others, but run straight along the line without deviating from it. We can spend a great deal of time ruminating on how others perceive us, and, as I mentioned, make great efforts to influence others. Instead, we can focus on other matters and disregard many of the distractions and noises in our lives. We can, as Seneca writes, be our own spectators and seek our own applause, not get so tied up, not prioritize external approval from the masses. Can we be content with ourselves instead and opinions of a trusted few? We can step away from the unwinnable game of pleasing everyone and laugh away the shaming, not dwell on the ambiguous reactions or negative reactions people may have toward us, and not place our happiness in the hands of others. We can spend our time and mental energy well, not be blighted with anxiety, not be so concerned with the stranger's opinions, work toward having a more resolute, courageous character. Marcus Aurelius continues in Book 4, Since the greatest part of what we say and do is unnecessary, dispensing with such activities affords a man more leisure and less unease. Accordingly, on every occasion, a man should ask himself, is this one of the unnecessary things? Now a man should take away not only unnecessary acts, but also unnecessary thoughts, so that superfluous acts will not follow after. See how the life of a good man suits you, the life of him who is satisfied with his portion of the whole, and satisfied with his own just disposition." Perhaps we can be satisfied with having less, having less popular approval, having a more simple life, having fewer worries, and being mindful of our thoughts, working to extinguish that which shouldn't matter to us, that which is unproductive, excessive desire for popular approval, potentially harmful for us, a hindrance to the happy life. On having a strong character, not being deterred by the possible negative opinions the masses may have about us, Marcus encourages us to be like the promontory against which the waves continually break but it stands firm and tames the fury of the water around it. Will this that has happened prevent you from being just, magnanimous, temperate, prudent, secure against inconsiderate opinions and falsehood? Will it prevent you from having modesty, freedom, and everything else? 
we can see the negative opinions others may have of us can matter very little. Perhaps we create suffering for ourselves by thinking that others' negative impressions of us are such a horrible thing. What harm might a negative opinion do to us? In most cases, this shouldn't interfere with our daily living, lest we're talking about lies which may impact our livelihood, things approaching libel, defamation. But the stranger who walks past us at the supermarket? Not so much. The comment from that trolling Twitter user? Not so much. Marcus continues in Book 6 about dealing with people who can cause a threat to our contentment, to overlook those who may cause us harm in some way. We can be on guard and even remove ourselves from people and situations which aren't conducive to our happiness, not being overly concerned with those strangers who we may come in contact with for a short time. He writes, In the gymnastic exercises, suppose that a man has torn you with his nails and by dashing against your head has inflicted a wound. We quietly get out of his way. Emulate this behavior in all the other parts of life. Let us overlook many things in those who are like the antagonists in the gymnasium, for it is in our own power, as I said, to get out of the way and to have no suspicion or hatred. Here, yes, we will brush against others in life, even those who don't intentionally wish to cause us pain, but we can accept that others will be reckless, bump into us in many ways, and we can simply continue living our lives rather than being resentful, dwelling on the matter, complaining and engaging in unproductive thoughts. Why care so much about the gymnast or similar persons in our lives? Book two of Marcus's Meditations, after all, encourages an attitude of acceptance that we will be faced with, shall we say, difficult people, but we shouldn't consider ourselves harmed by others' impressions. He writes, Begin the morning by saying to yourself, I shall meet with the busybody, the ungrateful, arrogant, deceitful, envious, unsocial. I can neither be injured by any of them, for no one can fix on me what is ugly. Here, Marcus repeats his theme about our lives being in our power, that we can have control over our thoughts, our impressions, and have more productive, accurate interpretations about the world. We cannot be forced to be brought down by the actions of others. Instead, we can reflect on our thoughts and make an effort not to be deterred or swayed by others' impressions of us. Maybe it will be difficult to reform, to not be as concerned about others' impressions of us, especially if we have low self-esteem, social anxiety, or are excessively concerned with social approval for whatever reason. But we can work to change our habits, reevaluate our priorities, and make positive small steps to have more courage, more indifference, and to be more concerned with opinions we have about ourselves and the opinions of trusted friends. We have lots to gain, including reduced anxiety, living more authentically, more free time, and more contentment. We can work toward more self-reliance, but not going to an extreme of total disregard for the opinions of others. Again, we can adopt an attitude of moderation, making room for progress, adjusting based on worthwhile feedback, and having a humble attitude, making room for progress and error. Social interaction, although it can have its negatives, can have its benefits as well. We can improve ourselves through interactions with others, enjoy others' company, and engage in mutually beneficial relationships focused on positive ends. We can scorn popular approval, be happy for it, and even embrace being rebels or outcasts in some situation, scorning elements of modern society, falling out of line with things praised by the masses which don't seem worthwhile, embracing a simpler, frugal life unconcerned with the siren songs of culture which may lead us astray, seeming to offer happiness but ultimately leading us to be unhappy. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more content. Visit my website at justinvacula.com, where you can find links to my social media portals and see past content on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Stitcher. Support my work by becoming a donor through Patreon or PayPal. Share, comment, like, subscribe, and leave a review. I really appreciate your support and feedback, which helps me grow my audience and keeps this project going.
Have a wonderful day.